Southport Christian Church family, Pastor Mike here. I pray that you are doing well. I pray that you are enjoying God's favor and blessing on your life. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. The reason that I think these podcasts are so important is just a chance for you and I to connect. We don't get to connect every week on Sundays like most pastor and congregants do. And uh, so we do things a little differently. And so I just felt a need to put these out uh, every month just for you and I to connect, for you to hear my thoughts on things, for you to hear my heart, for you to hear how things are going in the church. And then we'll discuss a topic each time. Time together, and uh, this week I have asked Tori Dombrowski to join me because he is passionate about living a life of intentionality and doing things consistently so that others around him can experience the love of God and his power and presence. And I want you to take a listen to my talk with Tori about living intentionally and doing things consistently to reach others around him, and then after that. I will share my thoughts on it. So I hope you enjoy this month's installment. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Tori Dombrowski. He is one of our cluster leaders, and he is leading our one of our clusters that really focuses on reaching the community, reaching people around them, being intentional about the way we live, and seeing miracles, signs, and wonders every, everywhere around them, and using it in their everyday life. And one of the reasons why, Tori, I asked you to come on tonight with us is because I really admire how consistent you are in a particular area of your life. And so I wanted to get some pointers and some tips and your thoughts about how that has helped you, why you started doing this particular thing, and um, just what fruit and what results have come from it in your everyday life in doing that. So, hello. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, the thing that I'm talking about that you are consistent about and where we're going to start tonight is your parking lot prayer. So, talk to me about your parking lot prayers. Tell me where it came from, where you got the idea, all that good stuff. So, parking lot prayer was uh, started for me. It was something that I started doing as a, uh, we were doing home church at that time. It wasn't called Cluster, but I was a Cluster or home church leader at that time. And we were preparing to go to Mexico on a missions trip. So, um, we were starting to have our meetings discussing about, you know, what we would do there mm-hmm. and, you know, ramping up to it. It was really my first mission trip abroad. So, it was something that... For me, it was going to be a big deal. And in my heart and mind, I started thinking to myself, I've got to start applying what we're thinking about doing there at home. Yeah. You know, I just as much as going there, I wanted to be able to apply what I was doing there at home. So somewhere along the line, something snapped and said, why aren't you doing that now? What, yeah. You don't have to wait until after. So when you say, sorry to cut you off, but when no, you okay. say doing what we're going to do there, like what kind of things were you encouraged to do on this missions trip that you weren't doing at home? So one of the first things we were asked to do was to prepare a three-minute testimony. Okay. So something that, you know, even as a you know, Christian for as long as I'd been, I had done many of the Romans Road type of things um, and, you know, the, the, the simple, prayer, uh, simple, um, <laughs> simple laws or whatever they're called. Um, 
you know, we'd done that, but never took the time to actually come up with my personal story. Okay. And I kind of did it in a way when, when I did it, I just felt like the Holy Spirit led me in a different direction than I normally would. Um, being that I grew up in the church, you grew up in the church mm-hmm. more or less yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the experience there is always difficult. You always hear these wonderful testimonies <laughs> of people who, you know, I was a drug dealer yeah. and this and that and the other thing. From now. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a miraculous shift. Right. So for me, I, I wanted to tell a story that was real, honest. And um, I did that. And as a part of that, that's when it started to open up to me that I, I needed to be doing this in my real life. Um, so you know, parking lot prayer. I don't know why that started. I, 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 you, you use the word intentional and intentional is a big part of what I wanted to do. I'm, I'm a very intentional person. Um, you may not know that I'm being intentional when I'm being intentional. So some (laughs) people don't realize that I have a plan. Um, that's something that my wife says about me very frequently. It's like, I didn't realize you were doing that intentionally, (laughs) but I am. So I am very intentional. And so I knew I had to be intentional in this new move to be, um, evangelistic in my own life. And one of the things that came to mind is why not just simply stop before I walk in the door and let the day take over, uh, stop in the parking lot, look at the building and then, you know, pray and listen. Um, and I think the three open prayer was one of the prayers that someone had mentioned. So some of my early, uh, parking lot prayers were that, you know, Lord, open my eyes, open my ears, open hearts, and then open doors. And so it was just yeah. kind of that simple, basic premise. Um, it is kind of shifted and modified over the years. And, and if you, I, I, can, I want, I look forward to looking back at it as a journal <laughs> to kind of look through, you know, what has the Holy Spirit been doing? I mean, I've used a few different platforms right now. I mean, the image I take through Snapchat because it's got a nice tool that I can yeah. write out my prayer on it, but then I save it from there and apply it to both Instagram and Facebook. Um, and really, I mean, the first people that get it all the time are my, my wife and two daughters. And okay. uh, yeah, so there's some funny stories around that. If you want to hear it. Sure. Give okay. us one. Give us okay. one funny so story. So one funny story. Uh, so I've been doing that for a little while. And then one of my daughters shot one off. Okay. And she, she was being all tongue in cheek. Hey, I'm being dad. And I was like <laughs> proud as uh, proud as could be. I'm like, awesome. And she's, get, she's getting it. And, you know, uh, so uh, proud moment. But then to find out later that she was just, Maybe she was kind of, you. she was kind of riffing on me a little bit. <laughs> it didn't stop me. No, it couldn't stop you. No. And in in even though she was doing it as a joke, she did it. Yeah. And yeah. and it could be an, an option for her in the future. Oh, absolutely. So you put them so you I've seen you uh, text them yes. to a group of people. I've seen you put them on social media. Yeah. So how much has that element of accountability kept you going in doing it every day? That's that is a big part of it. So you know, I wanted to first. It was, I was I was doing it with my uh, wife and kids, and yeah. that's all that got it at first. And then eventually, I decided to apply it out to our cluster group at that time. And um, that's when it like is like okay, this is an accountability step. Yeah. And I I was very intentional about that again, intentional intentionality. Um, and there were points I remember you were kind of like, yeah, Tori's going to go out and save the, the, the mailbox if, if no one else, <laughs> yeah. because, uh, yeah, I was going after it. And, and honestly, that was what I felt I needed to do. And, um, the intentionality, yes, being consistent, being an intentional on it, um, is very important to me. And that's, and yeah, absolutely. I, I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. When you first started this, you were part of a, a different cluster, right? Did it change your the way you did things in your previous cluster? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, maybe not not the parking lot prayer itself. It was I actually it did. I, I got to take that back. That yeah. it really did move things in a different direction. Yeah, and it changed. I, I loved seeing how people changed their minds about the people around them. Yeah, you know, instead of being that nuisance uh, coworker, right? It, it was prayer opportunity mm, and then that, that neighbor with the loud truck it was you know what's going on in their life yeah you know and um it did there was there was a morphing and a changing it wasn't an overnight thing it was a subtle thing and honestly i think a lot of that foundation is there but when you change your perspective when you change the culture yeah you know we always talk about culture at work um you know workspaces are like that why can't you know our our christian life uh, Adopt a lot of those principles. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely. I think they're almost God breathed. Yeah. Uh, in the original uh, talk about culture and, and setting that, and it's that that's the opportunity as a leader that you take is to set the culture. Yeah. Um, and it's such an opportunity. And when you do something like this that sets a culture and sets people in a different direction and gives them a different perspective, it's it's eye opening. So you you've done this parking lot prayer. Every day for how long? Uh, so it's coming up on two years. Okay, so two years. Coming up, yeah. Two years every day. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, when, when, Most you work did, days, yeah. when you didn't do it, you would get called out by yes, somebody. Yes, I would. Okay, so you've been doing this for two years for at your work. for, And how has doing something every day, especially when it comes to praying for something, how has that affected your perspective about um, the people you work with? The, like you said, the culture that's being set, like how has this changed your perspective in that in the last two years? Talk about that journey. Sure. You've taken. So at first it was very mechanical. It was like, I got to do this. <laughs> then um, shortly into it, you get that kind of spurt of it's really exciting and it was really invigorating. And that was the time that you were kind of joking that I was going to try to get the, the lamppost saved or something because <laughs> yeah. I was just going after it. Um, and I was desperate at that point in my life, and that was awesome. It really fed into what was doing, helped change some of my perspective, changed um, some of the way I looked at my coworkers. Um, there have been moments where it's, you know, it's it's uh, difficult when you're tired in the morning. Mm. You know, you got some tough work to do in the yeah. morning to stop and go, okay, this is a practice that I've put in place. I'm going to keep consistent with it. But it's that stopping you know, before you, you take that mindset of, oh, I've got a long day ahead of me, yeah. and you stop and you change your focus. So I'm not going to say that there's been any, uh, there have been, there have been yeah. wonderful shifts in what has happened in my work environment. I'd love to talk about those, but it's not like this overnight thing. Um, I'm still, I still can have a grumpy day, but I think during those grumpy days, I almost recognize it more. Hmm. It's like, I know my focus is supposed to be somewhere else. There are certain places in, in the building now that have become sort of spiritual milestones for me. This is a really interesting thing that's happened. It's like, I remember praying for Margaret right here. I can't walk past that spot without that being a part of my day. And, and it reminding me, and the Holy Spirit uses that to kind of remind me, this is, um, hey, you know, remember, we do work yeah. here. We do business here. Yeah. I'm not going to say that there aren't days and I'm, I'm putting that message together on there and it's a little mechanical mm -hmm. um, and I get into work and it's, uh, it's you know, I can, I can still fall into the same patterns. But opening your, opening myself daily to the Holy Spirit has led to a number of, like I said, there's milestones. There's, there's mm -hmm. places in the building yeah. that set me, set my, my focus on a different day. I, I walk by this one door near the break room and almost every time I walk by it, it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, who's next? Who do yeah. you want me to talk to? Yeah. Who are you trying to reach right now? And 
I'm not saying I always act on it, but there's that reminder. Yeah. So. You talked about it being mechanical. Okay. Um, a lot of people would shy away from things that are related to their relationship with God or um, kind of go hand in hand with relationships or stepping out like this because they want things to be organic. You know, they read how things happen in the Bible and they think that all of a sudden, you know, people just poof, something happens. Jesus just walks in on a situation where, you know, he's talking to a woman at the well or Peter just happens to be walking by a beggar who's asking him for money. People think that all these things happen organically. And if it doesn't happen organically, then it's not of God and we're just kind of fabricating something. So when it feels mechanical, what do you do to or say to yourself that helps you push through those mechanical times or the dry times when you might feel like you're just doing it to do it? How do you keep going through that? How do you keep yourself going in those seasons? One of the things the Holy Spirit loves to do for me, and this is what I'll go back to, there's there's two tools that I'll fall back on when I'm feeling down and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is going to be the Holy Spirit hug. And, and you just kind of step back and say, Father, God, Holy Spirit, I need your presence. I need your manifest presence. Um, I've learned that you can't give what you don't have. Um, so sometimes I need to stop and say, I need that, Father, and just kind of wait on the presence. You know, we did that in, in some of our cluster stuff re- yep. recently. And, and there's so much power in that, especially when you're in that dry time. I know sometimes you still have to plod through the daily reading, you know, uh, applying this prayer time and um you keep pressing through, but stopping to let the Holy Spirit or, or let the Father just lavish on you. Yeah. Even if it's not some word for you directly, or even if it's the words that I love you, that's fine. The other tool that works really well is um, asking the Father to see other people with the compassion he has. Because when you get a glimpse of that, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are individuals that drive us nuts in our workplace. <laughs> yeah. There is no denying it. There's bosses. There's people that just don't get it. There's people that you don't know how they're still drawing a paycheck. There's ourselves. Uh, and, <laughs> and then there's ourselves. <laughs> well, I was, going, I was going to the other people first because um, I feel like when I can see that compassion for someone else, it breaks me down. There's certain mm-hmm. people that for some reason the father draws me to when he wants to show me his compassion. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks me down. And there's some of the people that have driven me nuts in the past. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, why do I have to do this thing for this person? I've done it 12 times before. <laughs> why don't they get it? Yeah. Um, so the father has drawn me to them for compassion. And then recently he's kind of shown me, you know how much, how you, how you break down when you feel that little touch of compassion? Yeah. You have no clue what the full load is. And guess what? I have that for you too. Yeah. And that's, that breaks me down. And then that dry time all of a sudden is like, yeah, why am I wallowing in this? (laughs) You know, there are people out there that need to know that the father loves them. Yeah. So I, I, am I getting there? Okay. That's what works for me. One more, one, one more question along this line. When you talk about feeling mechanical, when you talk about feeling dry, obviously these parking lot prayers, they're not going to last for eternity. There's probably going to be a season when when you're done doing them. How do you think you're going to know when it's the season to push through the mechanical feeling and dry feeling? Or how do you like or, OK, you know, this is just not the, the season for this anymore. And I'm going to stop doing this because a lot of people would hit that mechanical and dry time and think God's not in it. You've pushed through that. You keep going through it. 
So how do you know the difference? How do you know that you're supposed to keep going instead of just saying, well, it's mechanical, it's dry, I'm just doing this to do it, I'm gonna stop. So I hit a few of those already, obviously, like you said. Um, and early on you asked kind of, uh, am I looking for this to grow in other people? Yeah. And I was frustrated that it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I started backing off to see if other people would step in, would okay. fill the gap. And my wife was the first one to come back and kind of remind me. She's like, you can't let this go. And, and you said, too, other people reached out and said, hey, what's going on? Why isn't this happening? Yeah. yeah. So those encouragements, like you said, it comes off a bit like a cheerleader, but I believe it's more than that. Mm -hmm. It's that people are, wow. are gleaning life from it. Yeah. So it's not only that they're cheerleading on, yeah. but they're gleaning life out of it, too. Wow. So um, that's, that's what helps press it through. And, yeah, when those drive times come, that's when I think, okay, the formula isn't working. Yeah. And you know, we all know that there is no formula to turn this knob. Right. And, and, um, but that means that I've tried to turn it into a formula, and it's time for me to step back and listen hmm. to the Holy Spirit and, and bring breathe fresh life in. And sometimes I find myself reading the same paths, the same areas of Scripture frequently. Yeah. So that's time to, okay, time to let's get out of let's get out of here and move over there a little bit. And then... Yeah. That brings fresh life and it starts over. Yeah. How will I know when it's done? Um, I'm going to have to have, the Holy Spirit's going to have to give me a release, I think, at this mm. point. Because I've pushed through so many dry times at this point yeah. that I don't think it's going to be the type of thing where a dry time's going to come and I'm going to go, okay, it's time to abandon. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more like the Holy Spirit's going to say, yeah, you're going to pass this. You graduated. Yeah, you passed this, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where it's going to be. Okay. Give us some practical tips practical about tips. doing something every day, being consistent in it. It could be brushing your teeth. It could be making sure you floss yeah. before you go to bed. Give And maybe we've talked about them in, already in, in earlier in this, but give me just some practical tips for being consistent, doing something every day, being disciplined and intentional. So what I'm going to say is you have to find that spot that's going to work for you. For me, it was the parking lot. I feel strongly that that's a perfect place because you're stopping, you're getting out of the car, you have an action, you have an opportunity where you're changing what you're doing. Um, making that the place. Mm -hmm. Now, it can be brushing your teeth. Absolutely. I know many many people do that. They actually pray while they're brushing their teeth. Um, while you're staring at yourself in the mirror, I don't look to look at myself. So <laughs> I, I like to get that part done. I've got a face for radio. Um, so uh, finding that place. Now, post-it cards are great. I did that for a short period of time. Actually, I had a post-it card in my car okay. so that it was kind of, it was a scripture on it and it was a reminder to get me started. Hmm. Um, and they, what do they say? It takes, what, five weeks of doing something consistently for it to become a habit and then okay. it, it rolls on. Okay. Um, having the accountability of other people that are watching. Yeah. Um, I, I did it on, publicly. I did it in front of other people so that I had that background that people could say, yeah. hey, what happened? You kind of trailed <laughs> off there. Why didn't we have a few things? Yeah. Um, it also adds a little bit of excitement for me because... Uh, there will be times where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to my normal office today, so I'm going to be taking a slightly different picture. Yeah. and Or, um, you know what? I'm going to change the focus of this prayer, and I'm really excited to, at times to actually, the end of my prayer, I, I make sure that I'm praying supplication, not just for myself, yeah. but for everyone paying attention to what's going on there. So yeah. I try to incorporate the, um, the audience in it. 
um, to help make them feel a part of what's going on too. So that draws people in and then keeps them, you know, I'd love to kind of keep that going and just see what the responses are. Um, social media response. I'm, I don't have this huge following. I'll tell you that right now. But the fact that at this point I have people that I don't know actually responding to it cool. um, almost daily. Cool. So it's kind of like, I don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. And this is cool that it's happening. So, yeah. I mean, the others are my parents who are like, oh, hey, he's done, he's done something. I'm going to like on that. Uh, or my pastor. I don't know. I think he sometimes pays attention to it. Sometimes. All this intentionality being disciplined to do something every day, changing your perspective. Do you have a favorite story Absolutely. or success story that you want to share Absolutely. to close Absolutely. us out? Yeah. And there's a, an individual that I work with um, that I've been having open conversations with. He's the type of guy that, you know, if I need a ride to the mechanic to pick up my car, drop it off, um, he's the guy, he's the go-to guy, and then vice versa. So a number of times coming back from one of those uh, drives, I'll um, be open and honest and give him the full uh, my, my testimony. I've done my testimony with him um, and been open and honest about it. I've told him about the journey that I'm on to, to see um, people affected by the kingdom of God. You know, he's recently gone through some medical issues and this is, this is the lovely part. I love this so much that he was, he was really worried about some medical things that were coming up. Hmm. And he, he kind of gave me this you want to go for a walk? <laughs> and I was like, okay, this, this is something. Yeah. So, you know, we did one lap and he started telling me the story about that. He's got all these medical concerns going on. Hmm. And then on the second pass, I said, okay, I would be remiss if I didn't stop and pray for you right here, right now. And I told him, you know, the journey that I'm on, I told you about it. Um, you got to know that this is something I'm going to want to do at this point. Yeah. He didn't shy away. You know, he wasn't going to shy away. <laughs> He's very interested in what's going on. And I prayed with him. There was no like miracle uh, lightning falling from the sky and, and right. zapping him right there. And then I asked him the, the, the questions. Did you feel electric? Did you feel heat? You know what he told me he felt? What? He said, I felt your passion. Hmm. Wow. I felt your passion. Wow. And that meant a lot to me. I'm like, I didn't want to break down and cry in front of him. <laughs> but, you know, that meant a lot to me. And, and uh, it's like, okay, you got to walk away because all of his issues are not physical and on the outside. Something that we could see was a lot of internal stuff. And over the past couple of weeks, he keeps coming to me. Okay, I went to my doctor and I had this thing that was going to check for that. Guess what? It came out negative. Wow. I said, yeah, that's one. Okay, we're going to keep going. We're, we're uh, believing for more. Yeah. Next time around, he comes back in. Yeah, another negative. It's like, all right, we got this. Um, and like a few days ago, he walked into my office. Now there are two other people in my office at the same time. Yeah. Right in full view of both, both of those guys. He says, last test, the, the doctor said they're not going to, well, there's two, there's two more tests, but they're not expecting to find anything else. They said that I'm clear. Nice. I'm clear. So nice. he went in with like a handful of different problems. And now he's walking out of this doctor's, all these tests with nothing. Hmm. And in my mind, I'm waiting for that, you know, big, you know, aha moment, a leg growing out or someone, you know, with some major thing changing. Yeah. And I didn't get that. But what I have got is I've got this relationship. You know, what's cool is, um, you did something that you felt might've been a little mechanical and it led you to an opportunity where someone felt your passion. Yes. And it's, it, sometimes it's having enough passion to be mechanical that will really show the love of God and, and the passion that God has and the passion that you have 
for the people that you work with. I think that's pretty yeah. amazing. Well, Tori, thank you so much for well, joining me in this. You truly are an inspiration <laughs> in these things that you do every day. I am uh, very in awe that you are disciplined enough to do it, and I'm amazed at uh, your consistency, and I really do think it's amazing the opportunities it's given you, and uh, I've kind of watched you go through the journey and your perspective has definitely shifted because of it. So know that your hard work is, is paying off and, and it definitely is trickling to other people. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. So always good stuff from my friend, Tori Dombrowski. I am so proud of him. One of his biggest fans for what he's doing and I'm always cheering him on. And uh, I would really recommend you take some of those tips, especially being consistent. Uh, so, so good. Before I share my thoughts on this topic, I just want to give you some announcements that are coming up for our church. Our next Zoom prayer meeting is November 12th and I will send you the link through text and Facebook. If I have your phone number, I'll text you. I'll put it on Facebook. We'll put it in the message, uh, the messenger uh, things that we have for each of our clusters, and we'll try to get the word out as much as possible. You can either join by video on your phone or your computer, or you can call in. There's a phone number that you can call in as well. So it's pretty simple, and we had a great time the last time. Second thing that we have coming up is our Giving Thanks Dinner, November 19th. And that is going to be basically a potluck dinner that we'll get together for the church. Just a time to give thanks to God and say thank you for everything that he has given us. And I would really love for someone to step up and organize that dinner. Uh, maybe even a cluster, if a specific cluster would like to take it on. Um, have the whole cluster serve in a way, that would be amazing. But uh, I would love for someone to take that on, organize it, put it together. And uh, so if you're a cluster leader and you say, hey, that would be great for our cluster to do, or you're just a person who really loves to host and has that gift of hospitality, I could definitely use your help with that. And then the third thing that we have coming up is our annual Christmas service with Grace Chapel, Sunday, December 22nd, and we'll be getting you more information on that as we get closer. So now I'll share some of my thoughts about this topic. So after I talked with Tori about this, uh, this verse came to mind, and it's from John 13, 34 and 35, and it's Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And then this is the verse that really stuck out to me. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. When we think of love, I think we've romanticize it a little too much, especially when it comes to experiencing God's love. I think we expect that moments for us to show love will be this like organic, spontaneous, beautiful experience that sweeps everyone off their feet. But hold on a minute on that picture that you have and that you might have in your mind. Think about love in a relationship, in a family, in a marriage. Love is much more intentional when it comes to your relationships, your marriage, your family. It's much more intentional and, dare I say, mechanical. I'll give you an example. If I want to show my wife love, I figure out what she likes and I do it on a regular basis. 
I get up on Saturdays and keep the kids quiet and away from her while she has some time to sleep in or just enjoy some alone time in, in her room. I rub her feet. I try to take her out on dates. I spend time with her. I put down my phone. I turn off the television. And it's a lot more intentional and it's a lot more mechanical and it's a lot more like a little bit what Tori was talking about, where you choose to do something every day that's going to show love for the person that you want to love on, for that family member, for that spouse, for that friend. It's, it's intentional and it's mechanical sometimes. And I've even noticed that the times that, you know, kind of seem spontaneous, it happened because we put in the time to set up those spontaneous moments. We put in the time to build the relationship and cultivate the relationship so that when it is spontaneous, when it is organic, when it does sweep you off your feet, there is a relationship that's been cultivated there and there's things that you have done intentionally or seemed mechanically that set up for success the love to happen. And so when God tells us to love one another and we will know and people will know that we are disciples by our love, I think that as Christians, we have to be intentional and mechanical, intentional and consistent with the things that happen. I've never walked into an elevator or a store or my work and stumbled into a spontaneous moment of showing God's love. Love is worked at, cultivated, and built on. And it is it comes from intentionality. So do you want opportunities to show God's love? I challenge you to start to do what Tori does and set yourself up for God moments by making habits to get your mind there. Do things every day that are going to open you up and set up moments for God's or what would seem like his organic and spontaneous and big moments that are going to sweep people off their feet. I'll just be honest with you about this. I don't wake up very often with love on my mind for my wife or my kids. Let's be honest. You have to work on it and you have to create it. You have to set the tone for it. And I don't wake up with God's love on my mind for my coworkers, my neighbors, and my friends. I have to work on it and create it. And Tori gave us some great tips on doing just that. So I encourage you, if you're God's disciple and you want to love one another, Start to do the things that are intentional, and even though they might seem mechanical, they're consistent. You do them on a regular basis, it's going to set up opportunities for you to love on other people. I hope you have a great rest of your month, and we will see you soon at some of the different things that we have going on this month and next month. And remember, I'm praying for you. I hope you're praying for me, and we are all in this thing together. Bye.